Welcome to the Legacy Speaker Show. Today we have Deanna Jean, and I am very much looking forward to this conversation. I think a critical piece of speaking and getting on stages is being intentional about how you're building relationships, how you're collaborating, how you're networking. And we brought an expert here to share that. She has an incredible business that helps you do just that and beyond. What I think is really important to note about Deanna is that she is a professional speaker, she's an MC, she's a master connector and a launch strategist. And she prioritizes elevating the voices of businesses of diverse women. She has a very amazing story that I hope that you all are inspired to keep moving forward, but most importantly, being intentional on, on how you're collaborating. She's got some great accolades, and of course, we're going to highlight that in the description, but I'm going to let her share more of her story today. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I'm so great, uh, grateful to be here, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, I'm very excited. And I know how important this topic is, how important it's been to my own speaking career. And I think that leveraging our connections, our network is so powerful. But before we get into those critical steps, I really would love for you to share what kind of led you to doing the work that you're doing now with the audience. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll give you the shortest version possible, right? Because <laughs> I want to make sure we can get into this conversation and we can engage. Um, but ultimately my career, my trade, right? My specialty has been sales. I've been in sales for a little over at this point, almost 20 years. I tell people all the time, I started when I was five. That's how you know that I've been in sales for a really long time, right? I started right. <laughs> more than 25, but we'll, we'll leave that to be what it is. But I had a very non-traditional sales career. I never thought of myself as a salesperson, mm -hmm. um, but I always thought of myself as a relationship builder. And what I ended up figuring out really early on was that the, that was what made me a great salesperson. So I had that career and held every role in sales from frontline sales all the way up through to helping companies when it was time for mergers and acquisitions mm -hmm. to prepare and consult with them around how to prepare their sales teams and client-facing teams for that. And in doing that work, I realized that I really loved the coaching aspect. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I love the most about coaching was being able to help someone who was not a traditional salesperson, did not do their job in a traditional type of way, to find their gift and to use their gift to excel in their work. And I realized really early on that that was coaching and consulting. Fast forward, I decided that I was going to launch my own coaching and consulting agency. And I'm the type of person when I decide I'm going to do something, like by the time it's in my head, like the plan is already five, five steps in action, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> my husband over a Thanksgiving break, it was 2019. I was like, hey, I might be thinking about moving from W2 to consulting. And he's like, okay, it's Thanksgiving. And then uh, December 1st, I gave my notice. He was like, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> I'm like, but I did say it. I just didn't give you a timeline. Right. <laughs> so I was able to pivot my W-2 role into a consulting role with the same company that gave me all the leverage I needed to start to build things out. And as I started to do that in the midst of the pandemic that ended up happening a few months later, right? Perfect time. Yes, yes. I realized that the folks that I was most drawn to and that I was able to have the most impact on were women business owners, women, small business owners. And what I found was that the biggest thing that was holding those women back 
was their confidence and their ability to connect with intention, aka networking. Because um, mm -hmm. they felt like, all right, I don't network like a man, right? Um, so I don't do it the right way. Um, and specifically introvert women, right? Mm -hmm. That run really successful businesses. And what I started to figure out was that I was gravitating to these women. These women were gravitating to me. And it really built and swelled into this amazing tribe of awesome, dynamic women who really believe in building their businesses and careers through mm -hmm. collaboration and intention. And that is how it started to swell out. And I said, you know what? This is my gift. This is, this is what I should be doing. So I started to figure out how I could align my business to different elements of just helping those women grow um, their businesses. And that's how we got into all the different layers with the MCing, uh, with the tribe building, and also with the launch strategy. So that was, that was the shorter version of it. It could be much longer. But ultimately, that's how we ended up here. Yes, absolutely. And what's interesting is that Deanna and I connected in a network meeting. Yeah. I attended one time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. One time. And I think it's really important for us to understand is that when we are navigating this crazy world of entrepreneurship, just the corporate world, just our everyday life, there are so many interactions that take place. And I think what's important is that we keep the focus on genuine ones, the ones that feel great to you energetically. You were maybe the two or three people I may have connected with, and you're the only one that has stayed over the last couple of months. And that's just from genuinely checking in. You're much better with checking in than I am, but checking in, right? <laughs> I gotta admit that, right? You gotta know your strengths. You gotta know your strengths. Right? It's not mine. It is not mine. But I do look for relationships, genuine ones, where I feel like it can be an interchange of encouragement. It could be, you know, someone is looking to learn from my services. It could be, you know, sending someone flowers in celebration of what they're what they're haven't been able to achieve. There's been so many little instances. And what I've seen over the years is that those same individuals I've connected with in a genuine way, not really asking for anything in particular, not, you know, just connecting have led to some amazing developments in my own journey. So I would love for you to kind of speak to that because for me, I'm introverted. The last thing I want to do is be in a large crowd of people, honestly, I don't, but I build though, I get energy from small, intimate interactions like this. Yes. So I think that is important that even in the process of us networking, we can still honor ourselves. So what, what, what would you say is like, what is, is a myth that we can fight against? Right. And like debunk today yeah. to let someone know that this is a critical part of their speaking business and yeah. their life. Absolutely. So there's so many things that you said that I'm completely aligned with. I also am an introvert, believe mm -hmm. it or not. I am very energized by the folks who are aligned, right? Through alignment and in small groups. Mm -hmm. And ultimately for me, I think that that's one of the things that I would love to kind of debunk, especially when we look at speakers, because when you think about being a speaker, oftentimes I think that the fallacy is, all speakers are these boisterous, extroverted people that just love to be around a million people. Mm -hmm. And what I have to tell you is that, again, it comes down to looking at your strengths. As an introvert, one of my strengths as a speaker 
is that I am able to make every person in the room feel seen and heard because I go deep instead of wide with relationships, right? Mm -hmm. That is a huge strength for me as a speaker because mm -hmm. every single person feels like I'm speaking directly to them. Why? Because typically I am, right? I'm, I'm <laughs> like a one type of person, but also because being an introvert makes it such that I do a lot of pre-work to make sure that the rooms that I'm in and the people that I'm speaking to are so aligned to what I do, to my message and to who I am as an introvert and as a strategist and as a tribe builder, that it just energizes me. Mm -hmm. I won't come across the same way in an unaligned group. Mm. I would say first, if you're a speaker and you're like, I'm an introvert, Deanna, I don't know if I can do this. Y'all, again, I'm an introvert, very much an introvert actually. Um, and it comes down to alignment. Do the work on the front end to identify who your people are, to identify who energizes you and what energizes you. A lot of times we get zapped, our energy gets zapped and we have, you know, as introverts, we got to be very protective of our energy, right? Mm -hmm. We get zapped because if we track back, we realize that we were out of alignment. Mm -hmm. Maybe we pushed a little too hard to be part of an event that everybody else was a part of and we thought it was the premier event. But it wasn't the event for us. Yes, yes. So I, I say start with the alignment piece mm -hmm. and always focus on the gift. Focus on leaning into the thing that makes you feel good, that you do really well, and that you're attracted to, the thing that energizes you. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. Um, I think what you said is so gold because when we aren't aligned, like you mentioned, and it, it doesn't energetically feel right, we can't perform or serve in, with excellence. We're just not going to. Mm -hmm. And the whole purpose of us getting out there on stages, growing our business and our brand is to make an impact. And you can't do that from a place where you aren't aligned, where you aren't serving at your highest potential. Right. And I think that's a critical part that we often need to slow down just enough to see. I feel like because we're moving so quickly and so fast and we we want all of these things to happen for us right now. Like I'm ready to share my message. I'm ready to get on the stage. I'm ready to do this, I'm ready to do that. We're moving so quickly that we don't have the opportunity to slow down enough to even say, is this really the right move for me? Right, right. And that's why I really love so much of the work that you do, Jasmine, because you focus on making sure that speakers are a lot, like understand what alignment looks like. Are your marketing materials, are your decks aligned to like energetically who you are, aligned to your message? And what folks have to realize is that that is what attraction marketing is, creating pieces and collateral and ideas that are going to attract the energy and the people and the opportunities that are gonna help you to show up in the best light. So that's, I, I can't commend you enough for doing that work. Yes, thank you. And you just showed another superpower of yours <laughs> of making me see, be, feel seen, seen just by that comment. And it was genuine, which I really, really love. So I feel like a lot of times we have to remember, again, slowing down in our interactions and knowing that even for me, when I think about 
Um, I'm actually going to be heading to a negotiation table soon mm -hmm. and I'm going to be hopefully closing a deal. Right. But mm -hmm. those deals that often come to my table are from relationships I've had over the years. Yeah. Don't even get me started on that's not a, weeks, not, days. Oh, <laughs> podcast doing that. And even if we think about we can use you and I as an example, Jasmine. Right. So yeah. you might not realize it, but that was a long time ago that we actually ended up engaging in that in that room together with that group. It was probably at this point a little over a year ago that we ended up for the first time because it was before okay. I got onto Clubhouse. Okay. I got on the Clubhouse in May of last year. So okay. I say all that to say these relationships I mean, it's a marathon. It is not a sprint. And don't get me wrong. There are some people, you know, based on what they sell, based on the types of businesses that they have, they excel at the numbers game, right? They excel at churning out as many calls, being transactional. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what you're called to and if that's what your business is. But when you do the type of work that you and I do, where you really have to spend a lot of time making deposits before you can even consider withdrawals. Mm. That's what my mom calls a stick to right? You got to have a stick-to-itiveness yes. to that because that's the only way that you're going to be able to know by being in community together, by being in the same spaces, what fits, but most importantly, what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is the key. Knowing, you know what? This is not the right opportunity for Jasmine. You know what? This is not the right thing for us to partner on. It takes time and it takes dedication. Um, and that's why I feel like as an introvert, this is almost my superpower because we're really good at like finding that thing and sticking to like that thing, right? Mm -hmm. you know, trudge mm -hmm. along on that path of that thing. Um, so yeah, I I can't say enough how important it is to make sure you understand that it takes time and yes. just an authentic connection. Absolutely. So I would love to know either from your experience as a speaker and MC, because you are getting booked, honey. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. It's or awesome. through your experience with seeing your own community. Mm -hmm. And of course we want to make sure that we highlight she, uh, in our description, the community that she has, as well as the event that she's going to be hosting. We're going to be sharing that. But I would love to know from your experience as a speaker and an MC, as well as from your group, what would you say are like one or two key takeaways that speakers can utilize in order to grow their own business and brand through speaking? Because what I love is that just in a short couple of months that we last interacted, one of the things that we discussed when we connected was like all of these stages that you're booking and just virtual and in person and just it's incredible to be able to see that so i would just love to kind of highlight one or two key takeaways for speakers today that they can leverage based on your example what you've seen in your group Ooh, okay i'm gonna give you three but they're gonna be a real quick three okay, okay. all right <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that keep us back as speakers from moving forward and actually booking events and things like that is a lot of times um, the fear and the need to be perfect around it. 
And I know that I'm kind of preaching to the choir because I know your background and I know how important detail is to you, but work with me, right? I think that there are three elements to it, right? In order to be able to do something well, you have to do it often. And that means you have to just start. The beginning is never gonna be perfect, but you have to be able to make progress. So there are three things that I always have, any folks that I'm working with, coaching, consulting, that they have to commit to in order to be able to move forward with me and working and launching and doing things. The first is that they have to commit to the idea that in the first iteration of whatever they're doing, whether it's reaching out to someone, um, setting up a call, actually getting on the stage, they have to commit to the idea that done is better than perfect. That I'm gonna get it done, I'm going to take action, and that I'm gonna get my, I'm, I'm gonna get it done and I'm gonna take action, but that it's not gonna be perfect the first time, but I'm gonna keep doing it over and over again. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about applying for a speaking engagement, if you're thinking about getting on a stage in Clubhouse, it will not be perfect the first time. But the second part is really important. You have to realize that you cannot make progress in a process that you don't participate in. You can't become a great speaker. You can't become a great coach. You can't become a great parent or partner without actually engaging in the process. A lot of times the things that we fear the most are the ideas in our head that keep us from moving forward. But because we are not participating in the process, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to realize that most of the stuff in our head is fallacy. It's not true. Mm -hmm. right? We're just think about what we think is gonna be true. Yep. So the second part, you gotta commit to saying, I am not gonna make progress until I participate in the process. And then the final thing that I would say is to give yourself grace. And most importantly, give yourself grace, the same grace that you extend to others. I work with so many amazing women and a few good men, right? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that's what we lead with. I say, tell me about the people in your life. Tell me about what you do. Tell me about how you serve. And they have this huge list of how they serve. They have this huge list of accolades for the people that surround them in their tribe. And I say, okay, well, tell me a little bit more about you and how you've applied this to your life. And it's crickets. It's crickets. So I always say you have to extend to yourself the same grace that you give to others. Why? because you are not going to make progress in your process unless you participate in it. And you have to get it done in order to get it closer to perfection, whatever that is in your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the three things. Done is better than perfect. You cannot participate in the process. Uh, you cannot make progress in the process that you don't participate in. And finally, give yourself grace. If you follow those three things, you're gonna start to take action more often and you're gonna start to note and see the progress that you're making. And those are the three things that I use in order to get out there fast mm -hmm. um, and, and to have some great results. So that's yes. I love it. And for anyone that's watching or they or if they see you know anything I may post, I wanna just add that how, where I am today was not how I started. Yes. It was not how I started. In fact, I pitched my program before it was even made. I didn't even have a title. I said, I got a great topic. That's it. That's it. I would love to speak for y'all. That's it. And that was it. And yep. I spent the couple of months I had getting it prepped and ready. And I spoke and it wasn't pretty. In fact, y'all, I printed out every slide. It was like 70 slides. Wow. Every slide with all the notes. Yeah. And never looked at it. I didn't need it, but I just felt better that yeah. it was there. Having it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. 
Yes. And so like, that was my first continuing education course I gave for two hours, y'all. And I did it with no website, no landing page, no reform, nothing. And so everything you said was straight fire. I'm over here doing a black clap right now because (laughs) it was fire. You have to start. And then you cannot wait for the tables to be made for you. You have to create them. That's right. That's right. You have to create them. I remember sending out like 60 plus emails, pitching myself. Nobody was hollering at me. Nobody was checking for me until I sold out my first event. I didn't wait for anyone to give me permission. And I think that is such a powerful thing that you stated. You can't gain the skills that you need unless you get started. That's it. You have to get started. And even when I look at my example, right, of how, like, I'm the visionary person, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a Virgo, right? And they say that we're a little overly, you know, analytical. I can be that way, but not in my business. In my business, I'm the visionary, right? Mm-hmm. So even when I think about speaking and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get, you and I had the conversation. I was like, yeah, I'm going to start emceeing. Like, I'm going to start doing all these things. And I knew for me that the process of going through, filling out applications, pitching through written, you know, I can do that. But just thinking about doing it from a time perspective stressed me out. Mm. I said, what can I do? How can I pitch myself for these things in an untraditional way? And I started pitching myself to people through voice clips. Voice clips. Have not filled out one speaker application yet. And when I tell you I am booked I'm booked out for all of Q3. I booked out for Q1. I have a couple of slots for Q2. But remember, I could have sat there and been stressed out and been like, all right, this is the way people do it. All right, I got to write it. And guess what? It would not have been nearly as good as what you do when you write or someone else when they write. It's not because I can't write. It's because I'm not motivated by that. It doesn't match up with my lifestyle and the way that I run my business and how I run. But voice clips, I could bust those out. Because that's part of my business model already. You know, I do voice clips. Yes. That's part of my business model. So don't conform to whatever you feel like the status quo is or whatever the template is. Break the mold. And stay aligned. Yes. And stay aligned. That's it. Like there's a million and one ways to be successful in business. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. As a speaker. You have to find what works for you. That's right. That's right. Ooh. Yes. Yes. That was good. That was so Thank good. You. Listen, this is, well, we can do this all day. I mean, I know we got time, right? But we can do this all day. But this is, this. I just hope that folks who are watching this, if nothing else, what they realize is that, you know, you and I, by trade, we didn't go to school to be speakers, mm-hmm. right? We didn't go to school to do this work. I don't know about you, but I didn't come from a pedigree of entrepreneurs. No. I came from a pedigree of amazingly hardworking people. Yes. Like when I come up, my mom was going to launch my own business full time. She was like, um, you know, we live in New York and they got city jobs. They got like real good benefits. Right. <laughs> I'm like, mom, like I get it. But this is, this is what I'm being called to do. Yes. When you're watching this, you create and you set your own path and your gift will make room for you. Whatever your gift is, mm-hmm. just get in the room. Make sure that you are aligned. The alignment is the thing that takes the most time, but figure out the alignment piece and then surround yourself 
with folks who are going to be saying your names and rooms full of opportunities when you aren't there. Yes. That are aligned. And that's all you need to get started. That's all you need to get started. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Please share with everyone how they can get in contact with you, where they can find you out yeah. on these internet streets. Okay. <laughs> interwebs. So interwebs. Uh, you can find me. You can find me. Um, really, I do a lot of clubhouse stuff, right? So clubhouse is good for me. It's audio. It's easy to kind of pop in and out. You can find me there as Deanna Jean. Same way my name is spelled on the bottom. D-E-A-N-A. J-E-A-N. Um, you can also find me, my Facebook group, the Intentional Success Tribe Facebook group. That is a free group. The Facebook group is a free group. I have a paid collaboration container, but the Facebook group is free for you to get into. And that is for women service-based entrepreneurs who really just want to connect with other women who are doing this entrepreneurial thing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say connect with me there. And then of course I'm on Instagram as well as intentional success tribe. And then, um, you know, I have an awesome summit coming up that when you join the Facebook group, you can be able to learn more about our virtual summit. We do it every year. Um, and you'll be able to figure out if that's something that aligns with who you are and kind of what you want to do. But yeah, I'm out here in these internet streets. Let me know you saw me here with Jasmine. I would love to get your feedback and to hear any things that you took away from the conversation. And again, I just always appreciate the opportunity to share. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Deanna. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Take care. See ya. Oh, listen, y'all. I don't know about you, but I am energized from that conversation. And I think it's such an, an important thing to see that even through my one interaction with Deanna over a year and a half ago, I hadn't even realized how long it was, I am still connected with her and we're able to interchange and share and support one another on our individual entrepreneurial paths. So if you know that you're ready to elevate your network, to collaborate, to be intentional with how you are connecting with others, I highly recommend that you join her group and it will be found in the description as well as take a look at the other offerings that she has, including the summit, if you happen to be viewing this video earlier prior to the event. And if you're ready to up-level your speaking business and get to a place where everything is aligned, you can make an impactful message, but most importantly, build recurring income through speaking, reach out to me. I would love to help you. All right, I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.